are coming oh, to this world. Children. We're protecting the water. Oh, our water is life. Me. We stand for our land and our water. We will not let it get desecrated. They are not allowed to make no pipelines on this land. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective. I'm Global Value. You just heard the voice of a Native American woman who is part of the bulldozer blockade up in the Dakotas, uh, trying to block the Dakota Access Pipeline that is being uh, currently being constructed, um, a pipeline that is nearly as big as the uh, Keystone XL pipeline was proposed to be. Of course, that was vetoed by President Obama. However, this pipeline, the Dakota Access Pipeline, has been approved to go through. And what it does go through, it, was go, it would go under the Missouri River um, at more than one location. And at this particular look, uh, spot in South Dakota, where there's been a huge gathering of tribes there standing as a blockade to defend the land, um, this is a, happening about a, just about a mile away from uh, native uh, reservation land. Uh, and uh, and uh, so the, the voice you just heard at the beginning here was a woman who was standing in front of a bulldozer uh, trying to block uh, the, the progression of this Dakota Access uh, back-in pipeline project. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective. Hey, Diamond Dave. And that'd be a Standing Rock Reservation. Uh, and uh, they're, uh, they're, they're certainly putting out a call out for people to come and join them. I don't think it's been approved yet at the highest level. There's going to be a uh, hearing, I think, next week. If we could find that online, if we could find that online, a hearing next week in which all the sides will be able to will we be able to put out uh, put, put out their take on the matter right i be- i believe <clears throat> i believe there's been a, a a lawsuit called by the tribal um parties in in south dakota and and that's i think that's the um the case that you're referring to and so it's an ongoing thing it's to be continued in fact our brother lucid is going to be calling around 3:30 and he's going to give us an update of that. He's uh, an update of that. Uh, anything I hear is that kind of at second hand, but certainly I do hear it holding my hand over my ear like a like cup. I do hear a call out, to, call out asking people to join them. That this is uh, that we're all together. You can see videos, videos uh, on YouTube, YouTube on Facebook, videos of uh, what's going on there uh, right now. And uh, they're talking about unity. They're talking about all the tribes coming together. We're all in this together, uh, no matter what our roots. And so let's get together. And if you've got any free time, come on down. There's a community being formed right there. Uh, we'll look for the teepees and come and join us. Come and join them. I'd love to go too, but uh, here I am. Right, and also a lot of uh, un. Um unfounded, uh, unsupported accusations from the local sheriff's department there, claiming that people had weapons and pipe bombs, um, when clearly um, all the coverage of the people who are there to try to 
uh, block this pipeline project um, are there acting peacefully. There's women and children there. Um, they're there as nonviolent protesters. Um, but of course, in this kind of, uh, I think they're referring to it now as gray pro propaganda, where you, where um, you know authorities release information that has actually no support. It doesn't come from any particular individual who actually saw anything. It's basically like spreading rumors. So it's like they call it gray propaganda because it like fogs the truth. And um, so there's a lot going on about that right now um, because, you know, obviously there's vested interest in this project happening. People are going to make a, some people are going to make a lot of money off of it. Um, but uh, a few other things that that I've seen um, videos of kind of as this this new pipeline project has come up are videos of where other underground pipelines in various places around the world when they have burst created huge fires black smoke um, really close to communities and of course we're talking about a pipeline that'd be going under the Missouri River um, which which uh, feeds you know clean water to millions and millions of people, um, and uh, you know if if you've ever taken a, a geology class or or like you've studied earth sciences at all maybe you have or haven't, but you know the the there's a water table right so there's there's the water um, that lives underground, and so. <clears throat> If you're, if you're, and, and it kind of will go underground for a time, it'll surface at times. Um, but if you're building a pipeline underneath a water table, uh, you're exposing it to the risks of everything that a pipeline would expose risk to, you know, bursting, um, huge fires, uh, you know, toxic spills of, of, of crude oil, um, really, you know, ecological disaster, and you're putting that under the water table. Um, so it's, you know, it's totally interfering with, with uh, the flow of nature and, uh, and the flow of clean water. So um, want to make sure that all of our listeners out there are tuning into this uh, Dakota Access uh, pipeline project and the current um, native tribes that are coming together and not just the native tribes but but other uh, other supporters coming together to again try to put up a put up a roadblock well you can find it on facebook this is an escalating series of events people are welcome to join them and i think we can find it if you google it we can find the facebook page maybe or the website which will connect with us and as i said once again Lucid is calling shortly, and we'll have that information. Here comes Francisco. He came after all. Francisco. All right. Put a little music in there. Yeah. Yeah, welcome. All right. Well, we will put a little music on, and we'll be right back with Francisco Herrera, who, who uh, recently ran for mayor, and he's running for District 11 supervisor. We'll be right back. We'll play a little music, and uh, that's what's in store today on the Common Thread Collective. Thanks for listening. So 
That's right. Ooby Dooby lets us know every week that everything's going to be all right. And I'm back here in the studio with Diamond Dave, of course, and Francisco Herrera. Welcome back, Francisco. It's great to see you. I'm very happy to be here with you all. Very happy to be here on Mutiny Radio because it reminds me of all those heroic people who did mutinies on those slave ships and liberated themselves and formed communities all throughout Latin America and uh, because they had successful mutinies. And so, joined, uh, joined uh, uh, runaway slaves? Well, they and were runaway human beings. They weren't slaves at all. Okay, well, they said, we're not gonna, we've had enough. We've got enough. We're going to leave our slavery behind us. Exactly. And all these we call this communities called maroons. That's right. Cimarrones, maroons. And let's face the attempts that many cities and big governments and corporations, they're attempting to bring back slavery in many, many ways. Uh, and I think what this is one of the reasons I, as a community worker, as a musician, decided to walk for mayor last year. And that's why I'm running for supervisor this year with a green ticket, although it's nonpartisan, but um, really because... The city government around the United States and throughout the world in the major cities, they keep tending to believe that, quote unquote, business does it better. And the only thing business does better is really try to enslave us. And I ain't talking about small business. I'm talking of corporations who are not people. They're corporations. They're a group of very wealthy, most of the time, individuals with a bunch of other white uh, shareholders that support it. Many of our pension plans <laughs> support these corporations that are aimed to enslave us. So I'm running precisely because in our city I'm seeing a lot of mismanagement, a lot of irresponsible administration, and and we the people are left behind. I'm, I'm District 11, very ignored. We see it in the parks. We see it in the streets. We see it in the small businesses that are not supported. And Dave, small businesses, as you already know, are the heart of any economic uh uh, the heart of the economy in our small communities. It's certainly in District 11. Yeah. And I want to keep that um, uh, that metaphor, the metaphor of this of uh, slavery going. Mm-hmm. And thinking we had, uh, what comes to me to mind that we had uh, field hands, field negroes, they call them, mm-hmm. and house negroes. Oh and yes. And a lot of the politicians of today are like house negroes. They're working for the 1%, and mm-hmm. we can keep this analogy going. Mm-hmm. They're in the house. They hope to stay in the house. <laughs> yeah. They hope to be fed, decorated, and uh, kept uh, to a life, uh, a life that they feel they deserve, and they become politicians to make that happen. And I, we don't have to name names exactly, but we can. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a mayor. We're talking about people who obviously are not representing us, and that's now a minority in the Board of Supervisors. Right, yeah, they... they become servile in the sense and many times with good intentions right uh to say i'm the first to graduate from my family or i did this and i did that and now i am the this and that politician or this and that administrator and and i see it constantly where they become very efficient but they're like you're saying they're serving a group 
as opposed to serving the people. They say they're serving the people, but the practice becomes really serving a certain mode of operation. And so you end up seeing communities ignored in the area of education. You you end up seeing corporations running the ball, running with the ball, and these folks kind of supporting. What do I mean? I mean like corporations and government define how many jail cells they're going to build by the number of kids that can read and write in third grade well, right? kind of, these, are, these are all these are things to talk about around the fire with our feet up or as we're walking down the street and as you're preach, kind of preaching to the choir of course mm-hmm. but let's cut to the chase a bit uh, you, you're running uh, in district 11 Yes. That has been uh, uh, served, uh, fairly well served by John Avalos, mm-hmm. who is now termed out. So now it's, uh, who's now termed out. So now it's, uh, it's now no longer a incumbent running. Uh, it's a non incumbent right. running. And you're walking those streets. Is that right? That's correct. You're Knocking going on to the those doors. meetings. Is that right? That's correct. You're, uh, you're, you're gathering around you, I hope, a group of people who, uh, who uh, support you. You mentioned the Greens. The Greens, of course, uh, uh, John Avalos, although a progressive in every kind of way, thought of himself as a Democrat, mm-hmm. or an independent Democrat. Mm-hmm. But in fact, uh, uh, you, you speak of the Greens. And uh, of course, these are non-Protestant seats. But you can, by speaking of Green, and you're getting together folks, I hope, who, who have your back, mm-hmm. who can do a lot of the things you're having to do now, which is to get around and build this campaign. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, Dave. They're working people. They're families like you and I. They're they're folks with children. There's folks with grandchildren. They're single people. They're uh, they're couples of all orientations and uh, LGBTQI every walks of life. We're working with folks. We're working with muni drivers. We're working with city workers. We're working with rank and file union folks. We're working with communities, Filipino communities, Chinese, English speaking, Spanish speaking, African American community folks, uh, folks that make up the great diversity that is District 11. And I have found a little bit of heaven in District 11. Well, in the sense, in the sense that you know, many times we do politics to say what's wrong, and I'm going to fix this, and I'm going to fix that. But in fact, in our communities, there is already a little bit of heaven in District 11 in the way that people take the initiative. You know, over there in the Ocean Ocean Avenue corridor, some folks are concerned about the 26 foot high limits, and they want to bring it up a little higher, uh, and they're working already on doing some of that change there's there needs to be a full a, gro- a full service grocery store in what they call the OMI Ocean View Merced Heights Ingleside neighborhoods because you got a lot of seniors who are having to take the M train all the way to to market and church Safeway because it's a one line it goes one line as opposed to having to take two buses which might take like 45 minutes to an hour to get to, to the Safeway on on thir- on Russia or France sorry and uh, and mission for example right uh, you got folks in the mission terrace who are dealing with with air and with breathing situations and and the the quality of the air you got folks in outer mission who are concerned Concerned about the planes flying too low and making too much noise, and you got a lot of folks worried about parking. And the main concern of everybody, whether it's Excelsior, Crocker, Amazon, is 
Am I going to be told by my landlord that they sold the house? Am I going to be told by my brother, as I saw happen already, that he sold the house? And even though I took care of my mother till she died and I'm 65 and I'm handicapped, he's telling me to get out of here by this date because he sold the house. I mean, this thing about housing, both for landlords and for uh, renters, Dave, is really a crucial issue because... The city government did not have the foresight, or maybe they did, to say, we want to bring in 100,000 workers, and where are we going to house them? Oh, we'll just kick out the dispensable people, right? I, I, do, I got a couple of ways this conversation go. Who's bringing in it's 100,000 workers? Well, you know, that's the big claim that because, oh, of, you, you know, from city that th there's many thousands of workers. Oh, you're talking and, about Silicon Valley. Mm, you're yeah. talking about condos. And the, and the, and the, the tax breaks for, for mid-market that exactly. was bringing in, you know, big uh, startups and, and tech companies that were, that were bringing yeah. in lots of workers and, and just bringing more people into the city, yeah. which I... I think it's warrants a reminder that it's not a very big city. Exactly. We're a seven by seven miles of 49 <laughs> square miles. Every, every neighborhood's divided by pretty much a couple of hills or, or, or at least a microclimate or something, you know? And so when you have, when you talk about the city growing, it's not like we have endless space to expand into, you know, it's like, okay, it's going to, it's all just going to go up and, and it's a, it's a quality of life. It's about affordability. It's yeah. about access to all these critical resources you're talking about. And I'm talking about us and that's why I walked for mayor and, and that's why I'm running for supervisors. We, the people need to build our plans, corporations and investors, because they're not developers they're investors. Let's be clear about that. Investors are here to make a buck, right? But we live here. We work work here and thousands now of workers of this city who've built the city cannot afford to live here and people are hanging on to their cars living in their cars hanging on to living rooms where friends are letting them uh, surf the couch and the backyards you know this is a that is a disgrace of planning and we have to do the planning. We are the developers, and that's what we're working on. How do we hold on property taxes, David, for people who are on a fixed income or who have a certain salary and bought their house at a certain cost? And here comes the city and says, well, because some fool paid a million and a half dollar for a house that's not worth a million and a half dollars, and some other dummy paid for a million dollars for this house, therefore your house is now worth 800000 so you owe the city $9,000 year next year ten thousand next year eleven thousand that's how you price people so out all of this is true i mean all of this is true in one way you're preaching to the choir a bit yes and it's a but the choir class. needs some preaching because we need to practice it's, uh, well, it's about you know we're, education we're to do that for sure that's what we're about <laughs> right here on mutiny radio is to open it up and let it so i'm thinking of a couple things one you're running as well uh, one for uh, to sit on an 11 member board of supervisors am yes. i right Correct. Now, uh, the, this district, District 9, uh, yeah, five right. other districts are, are also up for election. This district, District 9, David Campos is termed out. So it's, a, uh, it, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a un unknown who's, who's going to be elected here. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, uh, uh, who else is there? Kim is running for it. I think she's uh, termed out. She's running for state senator now. Mm-hmm. Kim, she was on the progressive side, in fact, became more and more progressive as long as... Now, what can be done in terms of what we're talking about is to move from here, 
move uh, it, uh, the election is two months uh, hopefully uh, is in two months uh, you uh, will no know or not know j just then there are other people running have you have you made any connections with them what is a, what is the, the, the likelihood of building some kind of coalition with other progressives other people mm -hmm. who will share your vision who can mm -hmm. see what's happening who can see the, that this is uh, as dangerous a time for the San Francisco we know, gets more and more dangerous. So t tell me that. Are you working on building any coalitions? Yeah, I've been, I've been talking with Kimberly Alvarenga, and uh, and I've been talking also with Berta Hernandez, who's running for, as a socialist for the for the district. district. I know, I've also talked with Asha Safai, actually. In fact, he was suggesting that, that we do a one-two alliance I we've been looking really at the platforms. What are the platforms and how do we build a city that is family friendly, that is worker friendly? And what we identify is with Kimberly's platform and our platform is very similar that we could do a one two with them uh, with Berta as well. There's a possibility, but uh, she's not as interested with the rank choice voting and um and I'm not sure so far where folks stand, but I, it seems to me for our campaign, we would probably be saying vote for Francisco number one, Kimberly number two, Berta number three. That's what we would be telling well, remember folks. remember this. Uh, you know, I ran briefly for supervisor up mm -hmm. in District 5 mm -hmm. uh, quite some time ago. But I had this idea. This is my contribution. It worked really well. Is to good call what's called a candidate's collaborative. There you go. In which every couple of weeks, it's getting close to like, uh, to invite all the candidates to sit together, and get together, and around that platform, we put on some, uh, some, uh, some events together, mm -hmm. some events together, independent events around different issues like criminal justice and so on, but just the fact that being able to sit together in somebody's house. That's good. And. Uh, and uh, see where we all stand and how we can support one another. It's about doing more together than mm -hmm. any of us can do on our own as you're only one person. That's correct. You mentioned you and Kimberly, very similar. Kimberly comes out of the unions. Berta, well, is she a member of some particular socialist group? Berta Hernandez is is part of a socialist group and I don't know, I better not misspeak pronounce their group uh, because I'm not sure but 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 so I'm putting forth to you brother in fact I'm reaching out my hand the idea is I'm the candidate, too. The, the, we're the, shaking the, hands now the idea is a <laughs> candidates collaborative I love the idea of you. candidates collaborative I'm gonna take that contribution from you Dave and put it forth to other folks uh, send out an email to them and see how we can do that I know there are gonna be some uh, some community gatherings already uh, on Moscow Street the OMI neighbors in action have one on September 10th at 6 p at I, oh shoot I think the the time is no it's at lunchtime at lunchtime and um, some of the other associations are having yeah this is similar the time kind of we're going to have candidates nights the various democratic clubs I don't know but here it is uh, district 11 you mentioned small businesses. If there's a if there's a there's a district that has, that really has many small businesses. It is District 11, mm -hmm. and small businesses of many different ethnic groups as well. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, and so the candidates collaborative would be a time where just the candidates, and I guess whoever they're, they're friend, would get together and get on the same page. Let me give you another example. The mm -hmm. ballot has on it a number, a whole number of uh, charter amendments.
mm-hmm. uh, state amendments. Like there's one that requires it's kind of so that requires people in porno films to have to wear condoms. That's one of the oddest of the state ones, and uh, <laughs> but there's some serious ones. I mean, it's serious for your. Uh, if you're if you're a porno actor or actress, but I don't know if we can call on the state to vote on that. But anyway, to go back to it, to go back to cut to the chase again. There's L, M, N. These are uh, these are city uh, charter. Uh, charter amendments, which will totally affect how it is the city is organized. It pretty much does away with the uh, the planning commission. Instead, as a series of uh, commissions. Mm-hmm. That will uh, overlook and be able to vote on and decide on uh, on uh, kind of on uh, these uh, things, having condos coming in. Uh, they'll mm-hmm. have to go in front of them. They'll be appointed by both the mayor and the board of supervisors. Mm-hmm. And they're very. I, uh, you said, I don't know if you made yourself familiar with it, but they will be on the ballot. A little bit, Dave, and I'm working on getting more. I think the bottom line on these things, and that's good, is that we have to break the Mussolini model of charter city that we have, where we have a strong mayor. We don't need a little mini Mussolini running around. What we need is just what you called it, collaborative government. Wow. And, and for me, the point of these if they are going to go to a place where we, the folks who live here, have more access and more power, like sharing who chooses uh, commissioners, that is a good thing. If it's going to if it's going to block us from having access to city hall, then it's it's not going to work. And a lot of these of our past uh, past experience, uh, uh, if our past experience tells us about the future are confusing, some are meant to be confusing, mm-hmm. some are really, so I suggest, in fact, uh, bringing together candidates collaborative, I suggest that, look, uh, take, uh, one, that you take a look at these, and two, that you invite the other candidates to look at these together, mm-hmm. to try to figure these out. Yeah. These are going to be ballot, and I want to invite you to come back um, to, to read these, they are going to be, these are major changes on city government. Mm-hmm. And somebody who's really involved in it is a man who was, I've had here in the past, I'm talking about Calvin Welch. That's right. And so what I want to do is to invite Calvin. I invited him. He said, I'm not ready yet. He's really up to his neck in all of these and trying to figure out how to, I think he's. Uh, for, for, he's up to his neck, but he's a good swimmer. Uh, yes, he is. He's a uh, uh, good, good We're all going upstream. <laughs> upstream, roll, roll, roll your boat merrily up the stream. Well, well, he's more like a salmon. He's not on a boat. So what I well, he's, he's got a lot of distance to cover because there are 25 measures That's on the right. San Francisco ballot and 17 ballot measures on the state ballot. That's and right. there are five of them, that five or so, that are particularly important that would totally reach, change the way that San Francisco is governed. Well, well, we'll we'll look forward to a future show, and then some of the time yes. in the next few weeks well, where we can start kind of uh, unfold, you know, unfolding them a little bit, open them up. I think those are key, and I, I agree with you. Sometimes those things are meant to be confusing, but they are key because we have to change the charter of San Francisco. Uh, we do not need a strong mayor charter. We need power in the in the hands of the supervisors because the supervisors are the ones that are directly connected with the communities. We live in our communities, and we hear from our community members, from our constituency, much more clearly than a highly paid mayor who has the doors open to corporations and the doors closed to community. So let's get that's uh, definitely right. 
and let's see what we can do and because uh, this is one place in fact it's the only place i know of where we can right here in the neighborhood right here where nine district nine almost meets district 11 almost uh, we're, we're pretty close we, we do meet right there at 280 and right with that beautiful bridge that runs right into the excelsior so let's uh, continue let's uh t- next week uh, let's uh I'm gonna I'm gonna get a I get copies I'm gonna get a copy of uh, of these am- amendments and really take a look at them and I want to get Calvin in because I know he's one person who's working on I, he mentioned to me and I didn't uh, really last time I talked to him that this is what is happening and he mentioned these and mentioned to me briefly how these will change the shape of how the city, uh, city uh, how the the city is mayored and to take it out of the hands of the planning commission and hopefully toward in that direction that you're talking about and everything will be all right because we're casting a wide net finding that common thread mm-hmm. and speaking of that common thread when i mentioned about coalition um uh you took that to talk about the candidates in your district but i'm talking about finding that each and every district running has a progressive candidate, probably a one-two candidate who's running. Mm-hmm. Here in uh, here in District 9, we have Hillary. That's right. And now we have moving to the side, this guy, his name is, what? what's his name? What's the, uh, what other candidate here in District Is 9? Iswadi uh, and uh, Joshua Arce. I think there's a fourth guy. Yeah, Josh is the one who I know is moving up. He's opened a headquarters on 24th Street. Mm-hmm. I, I see him coming to meetings. Like we had a meeting about the uh, the twenty five the uh, Tompkins uh, uh, Tompkins steps, and he was uh, going to be there. I miss it was at nine o'clock in the morning because the steps are in terrible shape, and he's getting around. That's right. Josh Harris. I don't know his politics. Although he's pretty slender, but he is getting around. And I noticed that he got good ears. <laughs> this guy, this guy, he ought to be doing stand-up. He ought to be doing stand-up with his guitar. Oh, man. I didn't bring the right guitar today. Uh, Sign the contract right here. <laughs> Josh Harris, now I'm, uh, I've had, uh, uh, now, uh, uh, now Josh Harris and, uh, uh, Hillary, Hillary, and Hillary Ronan. Hillary is the one. Hillary Ronan. Hillary's the one who's always friendly. Mm-hmm. Hillary is the one who's uh, David Campos's chief of staff and has been uh, for years and knows the territory. And I've known her for a long time, working with the day laborers, the Colectivo de Mujeres, uh, working for the pieces of work like the Domestic uh, Workers Bill of Rights. Um, she's done a, a fabulous job every time that we've called for one or another emergency when we're working with uh, supporting Pastor Dorn from getting kicked out from his house in District 10. Uh, she was right there responding. So she's she's been involved. So there's, mm-hmm. so there's again, a living room again, a comfortable mm-hmm. spot. Now mm-hmm. we have you, we have Hillary. Now what other, uh, what other supervisors? Sandra Lee Fewer over in District 1, very good. Very, very good. And uh, I'm personally supporting also um, Dean Preston in District 5 because he's been very responsive in supporting the John Coltrane Church, which has been in danger, as well as supporting Midtown, families that should have title of their home now, and they are not. They've been negated that by a very racist system that we've had in in the city. So we got to get Midtown the title to their homes that is very well deserved. So Dean Preston, for sure. So let's try to get them together. We can get to, we can get together right here on a Friday. 
Yeah, he, he, he came and visited us. He, he was did. on the he show at one point. He was here and he reached out to me because mm-hmm. he knows that I uh, he knows uh, that uh, I uh, we uh, I was up and down Hate Street. In fact, for many years, was called the mayor of Hate Street. Eso es todo. Orale, Dave. All right. Mayor of Hate Street. Yeah. So Dean Preston yeah. yeah. reached out to me again and again as a mover and shaker. I'm in the mission now. It's my mission. And I, well, actually, I'm in the Bernal Bottoms. Although I gotta say, I do appreciate London Breed having my good friends uh, Ronnie's uh, artwork and her walls. Very good action well, there, and, supporting and, local artists. And if you know London Breed, she's a, such a nice person. She's like oh yeah, yeah. All person. those guys, all those folks are very nice people. We're talking about policy here, and exactly. and and what kind of decisions we're gonna make that make San Francisco family friendly, worker friendly again, and bring back our working folks here in San Francisco. Bring them back here. Let's bring. Let's build a affordable housing look investors found 45 spots just in the mission where they want to destroy our homes or i mean bring in and and throw us out i'm saying thank you investors for discovering 45 sites as people we've been looking for sites throughout the city where we can find housing affordable housing you found 45 sites 2,000 units all right well let's use them for our families and so we can uh, have have affordable housing thank you for finding them now let's get them all 100 percent for our families working so, families so again we better get together i always uh, i often talk as you know val about uh, the days of the community congress i do know yeah. that dave you and the community congress i haven't heard anybody talking about that uh, these let's days. bring it back i've been talking about it dave a little bit community we'll call it the Con- people's platform people's, platform people's plan people's platform and we know the folks to call get on the phone you know the people to call so far i've talked about uh, dean preston <laughs> We've talked about Hillary. We've talked about you now. And yeah, and uh, and Sandra Fewer in, in District uh, One. And I, I was just looking up here because I on Women's Magazine, I was I interviewed Sandra Lee Fewer and from District One, Hillary Ronan. We were talking about here yeah. District Nine, and Kimberly Alvarenga was here that day mm-hmm. um, from District Eleven. And that I was looking for the date of it. And so that podcast, if you want to get to know those candidates, um, Women's Magazine is there on MutinyRadio.fm. The mm-hmm. podcast was from March eleventh of this year Norman Yee well of course Aaron of course Aaron Peskin in District 3 Aaron's got to run again yeah and And Aaron is he's Mr. Badass and it was (laughs) since he's come back he figures he's nothing to lose is that right I don't know. He's he's a good you know, guy. He's got to run I for it, though. I do know him. Yeah, right? we've done some stuff together. Well, you know together. enough that, that he can be, bad, I mean, badass in a good way. Like oh, sure, of course. <laughs> like like the kids say sick now, and that means you're ill. It means that good. Means you got to right. going on. <laughs> well, they can, and folks can call me because Thanks, I Michael like Jackson. to give out the phone numbers, 415-574-7185, or they could go to the website, Francisco, like San Francisco, the number four, soup, S-U-E-S-U-P, as in Peter E, supe in Spanish, francisco4soup.org, and make a little donation or comments or find out where we're going, what we're doing. Well, you say, hey, Francisco, thanks for coming by, and it's to be continued, you're uh, 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 I want to give you any homework. It's to read all of these. That's right. See how they do. All they do. I'm taking my three pieces of homework. Looking more through the charter amendments. Number two, collective 
the collective collaborative. super collaborative oh there you go that's a good yeah, word right, foundations right. are using it a lot i don't know how much collaborative is really going on but they you sure are yeah, using well, the word collaborative collaborative. and then and then coming back three pieces of homework dave i'm running although i do miss your white hat i've been seeing you with a red one for a while but anyway that's, uh, that's, i got the red <laughs> one now that's what i wear and that's what's on my head. Red that's is the color of the blood, like the bloodstream running through San Francisco. And I just came from a, a press conference where we're supporting muni workers. The muni drivers, you know, are facing some serious issues of health and and protection. And really, they're not asking for wages or anything like that. They're saying respect. Uh, we got to make realistic uh, schedules. We got to get the video of the assault that happened on Carla Romero out. That M SFMTA needs to release that. And really, just general issues of health and stress that are going on with with unrealistic schedules and other issues and of health a, and safety and for bus drivers. The workers' union, yeah, TWU, and they have a long history of being strong and supporting progressive causes. That's right. And so they say you need to support them so they can support you. That's right. And let them know. And I think I wouldn't be surprised that in District 11, a bunch of it's a, it's a, it's a uh, it's a middle class neighborhood. People have come out of the working class. Working class. Uh, uh, working I don't have a trouble with that middle word. Okay, well, middle income maybe. Okay, that's good. That's what I meant. <laughs> well, it is. I know. I, whatever we call it, there's a bunch of mini drivers who are uh, who are uh, living there. That's sure. right. Yeah. And these are people who have been politically active, who will be politically active, has history politically active. In fact, I remember back in the day, back in the '60s. Back in the 60s, where, the, where to quote Bob Dylan, it was music at a cafe at night and revolution in the air. My Bob goodness. Dylan. Well, now let's get it on the ground. And, there was a, and they put out a newspaper. Let's get it in City Hall. It was a newspaper of the drivers. Uh, the drivers, the left-wing drivers, the politically active the drivers. It was mm. called Dragging the Line. Wow. And I remember seeing it. It was a, it was a radical underground paper, a community driver's paper. Dragging the line. There you Maybe go. it's the time to, have a, uh, to, uh, to resurrect that, but get some uni drivers to get them because uh, they're ready to be. They have their issues. You have your issues. We have their issues. So let's, uh, let's say, Francis. Love uh, to learn, Dave. And, uh, and let's issue forth. So, brother, you right. uh, to be continued. Uh, let's uh, get these candidates on. Let's give them a platform. Thanks for coming through. And I'm then very work happy together to be on here. these amendments. And how we can connect, and when the way, so you have the meeting of the candidates collaborative could be a reading session to see how people feel about these amendments. And let's the, let's keep the mutiny going. The mutiny, uh, the mutiny is right here. It's part That's of the right. people. It's uh, what did uh, what did Bernie say? He said, "Time for a political revolution." <laughs> it's and time for a the, Green New Deal the, as well. A green New Deal. And when she comes through, I'm asking you to bring uh, Jill Stein. Oh yeah, we're bringing her in October, okay, early bring October. Her in. I want We'll have right Jill. She'll sit right here. We'll talk about the Green New Deal and the peace economy, which exactly. we are building our campaign on. And the terms Green New Deal goes back for at least a decade. I remember when it mm -hmm. first issued forth. That was uh, that was Peter Berg, uh, Peter Berg of the Planet Drum, who, in my mind, first used the words Green New Deal. Very good. As usual, he's ahead of himself. Google. Peterburg Green New Deal. Hey, thanks for coming through. Thanks Thank for you, taking David. some time and coming through. And the podcast will be up as soon as the show's over. And you can tell people about it and you can hear yourself. Love to learn. Learn to love. This, this never, never ends. ends. And it always begins. Yeah, let's do it. Learn to love. 
love to learn. All together now never ends. Never ends. Never ends. And always oh, yeah. begins. That's right. Okay, That's what revolution <laughs> is. It's the change. It's the motion. Thank you, Francisco Herrera. We will put some music on. Uh, it's exciting times. You know, I like that we can uh, have conversations about where we go from here. And uh, we started the conversation talking about slavery and breaking chains and you know, we're all about love here on the Common Thread Collective, and I hope you don't feel enslaved by anything, much less love, but here's a little guilty pleasure song for you.
keeping it together here on the Common Thread Collective. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Global Val, and it is August 19th, 2016. And we've got a lot of exciting stuff going on around here at Mutiny Radio. Um, Tomorrow, Saturday, August 20th, um, for the fourth year in a row, we are, um, we're very... proud and happy to be part of the noise pop block party um, schedule and uh, noise pop has a block party on 20th street between Harrison and Bryant that's going to be running from I believe from 10 till 6 all day tomorrow Um, but mutiny radio uh, we are on the noise pop map we're here at the corner of 21st street and Florida streets right here at the corner and Florida is just between Bryant and Harrison basically it goes Harrison Alabama Florida Bryant and um so, uh, tomorrow at Mutiny Radio, we have a full day of programming from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Um, 10 a.m. is going to be the Labor and Love Show, um, which is every Saturday. But, of course, this one's going to be live. So, basically, <clears throat> people are welcome to come over to the station any time during the day tomorrow and see what we're all about. Check out the art on the walls, um, the content that we're putting out, and there's going to be a lot of live performances as well. Um, we're actually having uh, what I think is pretty cool. We're going to have a um, a clothing swap. Um, so you can show up kind of in, I, I want to say this, it's the early afternoon. I want to say it's around one o'clock. Um, There'd be a couple hours in the afternoon there where uh, it's just free. Um, About 10 people can come in at a time, uh, can come and like take some clothes and leave some clothes and have a little community clothing swap, which is always cool. Don't spend any money and you get some new threads. Um, But yeah, and at noon, we've got the flat black plastic show. Of course, that's an all vinyl radio show. Um, that'll be here live. Again, we've got a cool little space where you can come in. Uh, it's about 30 people or so. You can come in and hang out during that show. Um, at two, From 2 to 2.45, we've got Art Time with Zach Wiseman. So he's going to be doing live on stage and a little comedy. He's going to be creating some new artistic pieces while uh, sitting down and doing stand-up. Um, he did some uh, real fun stuff, kind of like Bob Ross, you know, Happy little tree guy. Um, so Zach Wiseman's going to be entertaining folks from two to two forty-five, and then three to four p.m. Um, there's going to be a live interview with um, one of the main stage performers from the Noise Pop Block Party. Um, four to six p.m. We've got Mission Statement Radio Show, which is every Saturday. Um, so there's interview and performance um, with Live Tronica Band, and more on that. And then from six to eight p.m., really about quarter to eight, is going to be uh, an everything kind of goes open mic and of course that's live we're we're kind of um curating that here in house uh, so that we know who's going to be here to perform if you want to still submit there are a, a few extra spaces uh, still available if you go to our um go to the event page for the uh, everything goes open mic at mutiny radio that's tomorrow saturday eight uh sorry eight twenty, <laughs> august 20th um and uh, yeah, come on down for that. You can submit uh, to perform. So if you submit tonight, 
or very, very latest tomorrow morning, um, you may be getting a contact from us saying, yeah, come on down and be part of the show. But we do encourage you to come down and be part of the show. Anyway, we already have several artists lined up. There's going to be music. There's going to be poetry. There's going to be some um, transcendent shit going on. So come on down and join us for that. I will be your hostess for the evening. So uh, so um, come on down. That's starting at 6 p.m. Go until about quarter to eight. And then, of course, every Saturday night, we've got the club, uh, club comedy clubhouse show that's from eight to 10. And there's going to be, a, you know, featuring some of San Francisco's best underground comics um, performing in this Mutiny Radio intimate 30 seat venue and that'll be hosted by uh pam tastic um and uh yeah come on down and join us we really want um to welcome the community into the station tomorrow with a full day of saturday programming um we're always doing programming here but it's you know a lot of times just the dj hanging out in the booth but uh like here on the common thread collective we open the doors and let people come in and that's what is open and the invitation is open to all of you to come by mutiny radio tomorrow august 20th um and we're just a block away from the block party hey just talk to our brother tyler yeah tyler a member of the collective a member of the collective he calls himself our intern come on in he's learning come on in tyler yeah tip vicious and this maybe he'll perform tomorrow girl, uh, this is tyler's partner look at it so beautiful she wants to, she can talk about romania but she's not from bucharest that was tyler's but tyler we're having this open mic Right. This is going to be tomorrow. Tomorrow is part of Noise Pop. And uh, from 6 to 8.15, there's going to be an open mic uh, right outside. Is that right or right in here? No, it's going to be right inside. We're actually asking um, people for donations at the door. Um, so we've got, like, I mean, we've got about 30, 30 seats here. Um, come early, but also, you know, hang out and people kind of come on. in and come, you know, come and go as, as well. Um, and like I said, I'm kind of putting it together. So we've got several people who are already uh, committed to, to being here, but there might be, a, there's a few couple what? extra open spaces that right. You might just get lucky and show up and say, yeah, you can do your thing. Well, our brother Tyler here is a performing poet. I know. I'm hoping he'll be here <sighs> if he can make it. No yeah. pressure. To, um, so tomorrow I'm actually like scheduled after it, but I'm going to I'm gonna attempt to pull some strings you know see what I'm saying? between here and then and uh, yeah. see if I can get over here well, sometime well, around 7 tomorrow. That'd be, be a good time. That'd so be a great time. It'd be freewheeling, freestyling, and free-flowing. Come on through. And here be uh, true. I, I'm expecting a call any minute. I just talked to him from Lucid. Oh, good. And Lucid's going to be going down to the fire. He's going to be talking about. I mean, this Lucid. Uh, he he doesn't just speak. He does. He's going to be calling in. And now we have. Uh, so watch that phone. And I see. Uh, I, I see. Uh, I, uh, watch that phone because I believe here he be. And this is his third week calling in. I believe for so. Us. Right. I, I think he's becoming a regular member. Yeah. And so, Lucid. Yeah. You're calling all the way from Alaska. Is I that am, uh, you're calling all the way Alaska, but you're leaving soon? Tell us a bit about uh, what you about some of your plans and what you know about it. Um. Well, I'm a. Uh, Let's see, I'm, I'm flying down to Los Angeles uh, on Sunday, 
getting the the truck and the bus and the trailer about 15,000 pounds of gear from the Shining Light Kitchen and then driving down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, because I believe the thunderstorms are projected to end uh, next Saturday. And I'm going to try to show up there about that time to uh, set up the full kitchen and uh, feed as much as I can uh, there for the, the flood. Uh, at the gathering this year, the Rainbow Gathering, we got up to uh, – making 130 gallons of food in an hour and a half. But I'm picking up uh, more gear, more 15-gallon stainless steel pots, and um, putting the entire kitchen inside of one of the three-story teepees for kind of a hurricane-proof shelter, and uh, hoping to get up to 100 gallons an hour of food for uh, the people of the area. Wow. That's... How much food are you planning to to put out? I'm hoping I'm hoping to be able to put out a hundred gallons an hour. Uh, wow. We got up to a point at the Rainbow Gathering this year where we had a uh, hundred and thirty gallons in an hour and a half, and uh, it was kind of a, a concerted effort. But I'm hoping that with slightly more gear and a little bit better layout of putting the entire kitchen inside of a three-story tall teepee. This teepee weighs 2,100 pounds. Wow. It can be set up to be about 50 feet wide where it holds almost 200 people. Uh, but I'm hoping with the entire kitchen inside of there and a, a few more 15-gallon uh, stainless steel pots that we could get up to cooking 100 gallons an hour of wow. food. Now, let me ask you a few questions. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Uh, you're, going yeah. down, you're going down to the fire, is that right? The flood. Uh, I'm actually going to drive through the fire because <laughs> the— my truck is parked uh, right outside of uh, inside of Los Angeles, so I'm going to drive through that fire and go up to get the gear in Utah, and then I'm driving down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh where my God! Now I got it. Place. Of course, the, the fire flood, it's exceeded. It's about five feet, even as a couple of days ago, it was five feet higher than the level in 1983, where uh, uh, meteorologists had said that it was an impossibly high level in 1983. So this is, as far as I can tell, the highest. Uh, flood levels ever recorded it hasn't had the same like casualties and um, possibly not the same displacement yet as Katrina but uh, certainly record size they they called it a thousand year rainstorm all in two days I heard that so do you have a crew with you are you putting out a, are you putting out a, a, a uh, invitation to people a plea to come and join me and lend, lend a hand uh, so no, far it not, seems like you not yet um, Maybe on, a, maybe on a further episode. Uh, for the time being, I'm going down there and I'm going to kind of scout it out and communicate with people and figure the best uh, method and the best place to put the kitchen and start getting set up. And then uh, once everything's set up and kind of operational and we can see what the demand of labor will be, uh, then possibly I'd put out a, a call. I'm suspecting that there will be enough people in the area that will be able to uh, help out setting the oh. kitchen and feeding, that it won't be a problem. Most of the operation of the kitchen can happen with unskilled labor and often with the people uh, immediately well, receiving well, that's, the food. That's, uh, that's, uh, that makes sense. I want to uh, you continue to, uh, uh, to communicate with us. Of course, I spent time, I spent a number of months, uh, uh, we were together first in uh, Waveland, Mississippi, this is Rainbow Family. And then, uh, then uh, this is Katrina, and then Washington Square in New Orleans, and also we were at Washington. Uh, we were in uh, Union Beach, uh, New Jersey, right after. And then this event that you're speaking of is, is compared constantly with, uh, with, uh, yeah, with uh, Hurricane Sandy. With Sandy, 
This is the greatest, uh, so, uh, I think the greatest blow, the greatest blow of the elements since uh, and way before, but it's, uh, but, uh, but it's compared constantly with Hurricane St Sandy. And I was there just after it, and I was surrounded by devastation. It was amazing. Until you see this devastation that is left in the wake, uh, by both at Katrina and uh, and uh, along the New Jersey shore, you don't really realize how difficult, how amazing it is, if the waves coming in, how amazing it is, and how much help is needed. So I want you to, I, so you're going to be, let me get this right, you're going to be leaving Alaska, my goodness, you're going down to uh, L.A., uh, near L.A., and then you go to Utah to pick up the equipment, and then you're going. Then you're going to uh, uh, down to Louisiana. Are you right? That's right. And I'm going to try to get there uh, right as the rains are uh, hopefully subsiding for a moment, um, so that I can scout around and, and communicate and move around quickly to try to find a good place to set up. I'm expecting that I'll be there at least through the end of the year. Um, and I should put out. A, I, I have an email, a, a YouTube channel, Lucid Lorax. And I'll be posting videos uh, the whole time about um, updates of what's going on with the kitchen and what's happening with the flood on the ground. Because I've had a, a hard time myself uh, finding very much information um, about it. Uh, NOLA.com out of New Orleans has done a good job of putting out reports every couple of hours and uh, a few other organizations. But uh, I'll be there in about a week and I'll be putting uh, updates up as frequently as I can, uh, assuming that the service is is up and running in that area on uh, the Lucid Lorax channel on YouTube. And also, of course, in a week means to me uh, Friday, means to me uh, the, the co-host Val and Diamond Dave sitting here taking your phone call. So uh, please, uh, if you can, call us in a week and uh, let us know how it's going, what's needed. I know there's... Uh, there's uh, the, the, there's people in the Rainbow family. I want to talk to you. Of, uh, of, of, I want to talk to you off uh, off mic in a in a bit. So let's stay on. And uh, so if you call next Friday and give us a scene report, I've been I've been uh, keeping up on it on NPR. Val, have you? Um, not. I mean, I, I've a little bit, but not not uh, well, consistently. Been, yeah. And but my question for uh, Lucid. So. How are you planning to, I mean, where are you going to get all this food? Or how can people oh, man, that's, that's help contribute? That's a question. <laughs> I'll let you know more about that when, uh, when it starts happening. Okay. There's a couple of agencies um, uh, th that provide food for disaster relief. And so I'm going to try to coordinate with them through, um, uh, under the umbrella of a nonprofit as I'm putting together the paperwork for the nonprofit for the Shining Light Kitchen. But I'll be uh, taking donations, and uh, I'll be also working with, like, other shuttle vehicles that can go into other cities and do fundraisers. Um, I'll be trying to hold fundraisers kind of simultaneously. There's different people um, kind of in association with the, con uh, with the kitchen in other places that um, will be able to act as uh, satellite for the kitchen because there won't be any, uh, there won't be any uh, ability to tap springs. Uh, all the water will need to be trucked in. Um, the food will be need to be brought in pretty regularly since it, it should be in the 90s. And uh, so there will be a need to uh, branch out and coordinate and connect with um, other resources uh, and other places as frequently as possible. And I'll be setting up a, a PayPal on the, um, uh, for the kitchen 
to accept donations uh, working in that direction. I have a, a few people who have pledged some support, a few wealthy individuals who have pledged support for wanting to help out uh, with the operations of the kitchen. And between uh, having making videos and posting them frequently to YouTube and then um, the transparency of the money that comes in and the, uh, the money that is spent, I'm going to try to conduct it like a, an aid organization right from the beginning until the, uh, the paperwork is fully set up in a month or so. And at that time, I, I expect that um, once, once the, the full kitchen is underway and operations are together, I expect that I'll be able to get like larger foundational grants uh, fairly quickly. So oh, fantastic. It's you, you, and, and you get there and find the alliances and the people who are already doing it. It sounds like an incredible life adventure and a lot of work. Lucid, you'd be amazing. Now, I want to, I want to ask Budflower to sit down on the piano. Lucid, I want to talk to, talk to you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's um, he's going to play guitar, I think. Okay, play guitar. Whatever it is you want to play, please get ready and do it. Could you please? Piano. He's at the piano. Oh. Well, I know it seems weird. He can play That's piano right. and guitar. At the same time? At different times of the, at different times of the afternoon. <laughs> but hey, Lucid, are you still there? Yeah. Okay, now Bloodflower is going to go on playing the piano, and I'd like to talk to you off my, off, uh, offline, uh, so hold on. Okay, Bloodflower. He's, he's getting ready. Um, but Lucid, thank you for giving us a call in, and uh, we absolutely support what you're doing. I'm amazed and inspired, and I know a lot of other people are as well. Well, thank you very much. And I'd love to give an update about this uh, Bakken uh, pipeline here in a moment also. Okay, All right. Why, why hang on just a minute there, Lucid, and we'll and be right back. After the piano, we'll do, we'll do a pipeline.
So cool. Bloodflower on piano, which is a treat because he doesn't often like to sit at that piano, and I understand. And uh, that was a very lovely musical interlude um, for the show here. And uh, I believe we still have Lucid on the line. Is that is that so? Lucid, are you still with us? Yeah, listening to the wonderful music. Oh, well, thank you for, for hanging in, um, hanging on the line. So you wanted to give an update on the Bakken uh, Dakota Access Pipeline um, situation that's been unfolding this week um, quite a bit. And we actually started the show today. Uh, I played a, a little uh, clip of a video of a, one of the uh, Native women who were out there blocking the bulldozers, uh, trying to protect uh, the water, the land um, for future generations. What's um, uh, And you actually were the one who, who really brought it to everybody's attention a week or so ago. Um, give us your update. So just to refresh the idea, the Bakken pipeline is set to run 1,172 miles from the North Dakota Bakken region to Patoka, Illinois, where it can be distributed to the East Coast and to the Gulf of Mexico. And it's is almost exactly the same pipeline as the Keystone XL that people have been working for years to stop. It's set to move 570,000 barrels a day. It's almost the same volume, almost the same length. This is like the mirror of the Keystone XL pipeline. So this uh, Bakken uh, pipeline under the Dakota Access was put together just very quickly and got full regulatory permission to begin construction in a matter of months. Um, but it's at a point now where th they had begun construction and protesters had come from all over the country. And uh, the actress uh, Shailene Woodley from uh, Fault in Our Stars and recently uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has gotten on board with that and spreading awareness information about that. And people were flooding in from all over the country to fight these uh, these billionaires in this huge corporation. And the the pipeline has been halted. As of yesterday on Democracy Now!, they were saying that they halted the uh, construction of the pipeline until a hearing on the 24th. So it's just a little brief break of another five days. But this is the, the kind of thing that had uh, stalled and, and prevented the Keystone XL pipeline, just like little breaks in the continuity, people coming together and uh, protesting and blockading. At one point, the Keystone XL pipeline was prevented when 10,000 people went and circled hands around the White House, and that it was such a powerful gesture to have 10,000 people circling hands around the White House that it had prevented and hauled off again for months the Keystone XL pipeline. So it's, it's these kinds of things with protesters coming together and uh, uh, famous people and the movie stars and people with louder voices uh, chiming in and letting people know that the water is more important than these giant oil pipelines growing like snakes across the continent. Well, that's really good news. That is good news. The the halting and, and just the just the awareness that's been brought to it um, is important too because it was such. I mean, the Keystone XL was so wildly unpopular, and and this this one that's gonna that purports to go underneath the Missouri River, um, right right through and near native native lands and um, just causing you know creating this this huge ecological risk. Um, I, I'm, we are we are pleased to hear that there has been at least a temporary halt while things get reassessed. It's, it's amazing seeing that quick response of the citizenry now that we have the social media and access to the Internet information that we're able to mobilize in such a way that 
even the actions of the largest corporations and the most powerful people in the world can be suppressed uh, really That's quickly exactly. and readily by the actions of concerned citizens. Emerging, emerging, and the very fact that hey, uh, Lucid, you're sitting there in Alaska. We're here yeah. in San Francisco. We're uh, we're having this conversation, and it'll be going out around the planet on the internet, and uh, uh, on the internet, and how this whole network that's emerging, this whole network, almost like a root system. Uh, I have in my mind a picture of a root system, an elaborate foot as people can communicate with one another. Uh, once again, I'll say this. Bernie came. He did what he had to do. Now it's up to us. And these, I've, uh, I had a radio show back in the early 70s. That's where I started in radio. It went on to the 70s well into the 80s. On uh, KPOO, community, KPOO, community radio, 89.5 on FM dial. And the name of my show was One Struggle, Many Fronts. And this is what we're about, and of course we define struggle not just in terms of political on the barricades, but also the kind of thing you're doing, the kind of thing they're doing, the kind of things we did in Katrina, with, after Katrina, and after the, 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 and the role that the Rainbow Gathering, a certain portion of the Rainbow Gathering is few, few free human beings we should free to be uh, free to do. And so uh, lucid. I definitely respect, I'm amazed in respect of the things you're doing. Packing up all the way in Alaska and coming back so soon with this vision that came to you that uh, I bet it's, uh, I can't rely on other people to do what's on me to bring all of this together. Is that right? I'm just uh, one person out of uh, several million of the world that are uh, acting kind of as the self-defense mechanism of the ecosystem. I feel like there's people all over the world simultaneously feeling and acting on this motivation, this internal desire to be beneficial and cultivating that uh, sense of compassion to that desire to be beneficial and then acting together in unison, even though apparently separately, to be the self-defense mechanism of the ecosystem. I'm just one small aspect of that. So we can say ecosystem and ecosystem. <laughs> There's an ecosystem and ecosystem. And here we are. Well, there's four of us right here. Yeah. And last week uh, you were talking about how we need to have a, a symbiotic relationship with the ecosystem, not a parasitic one. And that's been a theme that we that we kind of ran with for the rest of that show that day. Um, and I think it's, it bears repeating uh, something that you offered up uh, last week. So the theme emerges and I'll be talking to you offline during the week, I hope. And next Friday... At this time, well, next Friday, I will, I will, I will, I'll call you or, I will, or you call me and you give us a report of what's needed, how we can lend a hand, and, uh, and to be continued. Hey, I love you, brother. Wonderful. I love you both. Thank you very much for your efforts. I look forward to communicating with you soon from Louisiana. All right. We look forward to that, too. And I'll remind people that you can follow what Lucid's doing on his YouTube channel, Lucid Lorax. Um, well, once again, Dave. Well, Lorax the, is a... Uh, right, right at the pulse of what's going on in the grassroots underground. Well, it's, it's going to become more and more so, sister. The, for hell yeah. And Lorax, of course, is a familiar figure to us. Tell us who Lorax was. 
Lorax is a, the uh, Dr. Seuss character who, who comes in, uh, or he, he's living in, uh, he speaks for the trees, right? And so, like, industry comes in, and they, tr- they try to, like, cut down all the, the beautiful trees for various uh, resources and parts. And um, he goes around trying to, like, knock on their doors and say, hey, you know what? You're being pretty wasteful. And then, um, you know, the system kind of uh, uh, bottoms itself out and, and they destroy the ecosystem. And the people who came in to build the industries leave and they leave this desolate landscape. And the Lorax is there saying, yeah, I was trying to tell you guys. So... That's that's the uh, Dr. Seuss's e- ecological um, fable. Um, he's got a few fables too. He's got a great um, fable about uh, nuclear nuclear war, uh, the Butter Battle Book. It's totally like not. I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but um, I, when I Tell first us. heard of it, it was it was uh, kind of new to me. And they made a little uh, cartoon of it too. The Butter Battle Book is like the the Ukes and the Zooks, and they live on either side of the of a wall. And the only difference between them is that they bu- they butter their bread on the butter side up or the butter side down. Oh, and they wear man. you know they look exactly the same. But they wear slightly different colored like you know one piece suits because they're Dr. Seuss characters and. Um, and the story revolves around the the guards who who you know walk the beat they walk down they walk the wall to make sure that there's no trouble and you know it's like kids slinging eggs across and back and forth and then so they decide they want to escalate um their capabilities to fight back against the yukes and the zooks and so you know each side ends up developing bigger and bigger and bigger weaponry you know and it's all dr seuss stuff so it's you know it's like flinging like you know sod and who all, all these different things and then they eventually both sides come up with this little vibrating like egg um that that he has to carry over to the wall and, and it's basically going to annihilate everybody on the other side of the wall nuclear for, war. right but then the other Metaphor. side de- develops Metaphor. it as well and so you end up at the end with the two you know guards um who used to just walk the beat, standing there on the wall, facing each other, both holding these weapons that would just, you know, annihilate everybody. And so, you know, who's going to throw it? Who's going to, who's going to let it go? And so Dr. Seuss had a lot more to say than just, you know, Well, that definitely says it. That goes back. This is the fifties. Mutually assured destruction is what it was called then. Right. And still. They are still standing on the wall in a bit. But I want to say then, that I want to point out that that this uh, leads to uh, Lucid's uh, uh, Lucid's uh, site on uh, on YouTube. It's called Lucid Lorax. Right. Just to explain who Lorax, in case you didn't know, somebody. And this is Lucid Lorax, on the move, going all the way down to Louisiana. Bringing all that equipment as well, not coming empty-handed. Yeah, the shining light kitchen. Thousands have done, done, thousands. I've seen it. A three-story teepee, a twenty-one hundred-pound three-story teepee. Oh, I can't even picture teepees. that. I was in the teepee. <laughs> in fact, on the fifth, every year at the rainbow gathering, I do that open mic for the spoken word. And this year was in, uh, it was in that teepee, at the rainbow gathering. It's a huge teepee. It's the biggest teepee I've ever seen. Three stories. Three, yeah, three, three stories. Huge teepee. It could hold 200 people. That's amazing. And so he, he could set up so he could be cooking. He's got everything. He brought... He brought... Uh, when, we were, when we moved from... Uh, 
when we moved from uh, Clintonville, which was this big, uh, big empty area in, in the Kensington part of, uh, of uh, Philadelphia, the most dangerous part of Philadelphia. How can you be there? They didn't bother us. But if you walked a few blocks towards the uh, uh, towards the subway station, if you walked a few blocks, people came back from there white as a sheet because it looks so scary. All these drug dealers, all this stuff, it's right there at the very pl only place where a little money might come, Kensington at the subway stop. was amazing. But out of it came these uh, social change, these social activists, and they got this spot, and uh, they, had, they squatted this spot. It was a big, mad, quite a few acres, and they called it Clintonville. And that's where we could put our bus in. We came to the Rainbow Gathering. Uh, we had the Kid Village, their equipment, that's for Felipe. We had a shining light, and they set up their teepee and their kitchen system to feed the people. It was one place in all of Philadelphia where you could roll in and just power park. But then we moved in, and they moved in through the underbrush. All that equipment, but not teepee. Oh, we did bring the teepee, that's right. Right on the edge of, uh, they did bring the teepee, their big teepee, right on the edge of FDR Park, which is the one place you were allowed. Traffic had been all cut off. It cut off anywhere near the... The Democratic National Convention just a couple of weeks ago. And just what I, ago. and I like to say where it was, it was the Wells Fargo Convention Center where the Democratic National Convention was. Apparently they'd sold the name for the Convention Center to Wells Fargo for some millions, but still it was Wells Fargo, and there they were, and there the Bernie delegates walked out, and they walked all the way across the road to join us, which was not that easy, across the road to join us uh, there in FDR Park, this beautiful park. And FDR is, of course, Franklin Delano Roosevelt and the New Deal. And we've been talking earlier with, uh, with Lucid about the Green New Deal, weren't we? Yeah, well, we were talking to uh, Francisco Herrera about the about Green, the Green New, New Deal, Deal. That's right. and he's saying that Jill Stein, the the presidential candidate for the Green Party, is going to be around here in October, and we hope to have her right here in Mutiny Radio Studios. Proclaiming the Green New Deal. Right. And the Green Deal, Green, the, the idea of the Green New Deal was first claimed by Peter Berg. Were you here? We, he, he passed not soon after that. It was his last days, but he came and sat right here, sat right here, and he talked about the Green New Deal. Were you here? Peter Berg, Planet it, Drum. It, it rings a, 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 a little bit of a bell for me. And he's with his wife, and they have they had the Planet Drum, and she's still doing it. Try out the Planet Drum, uh, I believe it's planetdrum.org, and you see all kinds of interesting, uh, interesting stuff. And the Green New Deal was part of it, proclaimed right here. It was early. I think it was much earlier than you came, but hmm. it was right here. Peter, I miss you. He was one of the founders of the Diggers as well. But enough for the past. We got two people now here in the front lines of the present. And I say the past shakes hands with the future, so the now. And we're shaking hands with the future there. So anyway, Tyler. Hello. Uh, good to see you. Have a, have a, good to have you a member of our collective. Oh, thank you. Always a pleasure. And well, well the pleasure is doing what we're doing for sure. <laughs> Look at the smile on my face. I was kind of sick. He was kind of sick. <laughs> but this is the best, uh, one of the best uh, health aids I can think of. My right, Val? It's true. It's true. Yeah. I always see a, a, a brighter twinkle in your eye as the show progresses. As we drag our, I might drag my ass in, this old man. But then. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, blah, blah, blah. That's blah, blah, blah. That's when the voice tells me enough. 
Hey, Tyler, to introduce your friend and tell us what you have in mind. Yeah, so this is Kyle. Kyle Parrott's left foot. Hey, hey Kyle. Hey. Huh? Welcome. I thought you said Kyle. What do you say? Kyle. Yeah, this is Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> What's his left foot? My left foot? It's over here. On my right. <laughs> well, I thought that was part of your name. Huh? Oh, no. Oh, your left. He's sitting at your left. Is he? No, he's sitting at your left. Well, anyway, uh, hey, Kyle, Kyle, welcome. Well, anyway, Tyler, tell us what you're about and what uh, how, Kyle, how uh, Kyle fits in. Well, um, so uh, a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine invited me to her show. I talk about her like almost every time I get on the air. Firefly. I she's she oh, she I think I say it every time I get on the air and talk about her too. She just kinda does her own thing. But I'll I'll force her to come in here one of well, these days. But, just let but, her know um, it's a good thing. Kyle here had uh, booked her for a show. Um and I guess I could let him, you know, explain himself a little bit more. He's new to the area. Um I went to the show. I was very impressed by what I saw and so I wanted to get involved and We'll be performing um, on the 28th. So, so you came here, Kyle, from yes. somewhere else where, but you didn't come empty-handed. You came and already helping to make things happen. Is that right? Yes, I hope so, at least. <laughs> well, I hope it's a good night. I hope it's, I hope we'll get you, uh, get you somewhere. But anyway, so tell us about the show. Tell us about the framework. Tell us where you came from. Uh, basically, well, I came here from Eugene, but uh, the show is basically trying to get all the local musicians, the SF musicians that don't really have, like, because, like, the bars, you know, they have, like, the 21 and up whole situation, so there's that, like, section of, like, 18 to, you know, under 21. They want to play, you know, you got these great musicians. There's a lot of over 21-year-olds who are just as soon not playing a bar. We just just doing play in a place where where people are not there to drink. Oh no, I mean like definitely we want like everybody like everybody. past twenty one, but it also like provides that place that people underage that wouldn't have access to the bars would actually have access. And all here. ages. Now also nice. we have, uh, all ages of course that's what I've always been about and uh, helping all ages of course. So you're speaking musicians, but would you also include the spoken word? Yeah, like young slam poets and so on. Yeah, we like that. We kind of want to mix it up and get, like, we're going to put projectors in there and, like, put old movies on the wall and, like, do light shows and try and, like, turn it into, like, more of a performance art, not only, like, a concert. Um, but we also want it run pretty much strictly by the musicians that are playing. Like, we're trying to get everybody involved, like, all, like, Tyler and, like, Corey and, you know, Chris, Sule, all of them, and just trying to, like, build it up from the ground and form a community around okay, it. Okay, well, you say it, you say there... Which makes me assume that you have a place to do this, is that right? Yes, the Music City uh, Rehearsal Studios, we rent out a room, it's you know a couple hundred, and then we just do it at the end of each month. It's yeah. usually a Saturday, but this one uh, it got pushed to a Sunday. Well, let's step back again. The Music City what? Uh, rehearsal Studios, it's on Bush. 1353, I think. 1353 yeah. Bush Street. So in, that's about Bush and where? It's kind of up Bush. It's, it's, it's in the Tenderloin. Yeah. It's uh, like Bush yeah. and Hyde or Bush and Polk. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it's, in, it's kind of the outer Tenderloin. It's not yeah. a, in the cool. bottom of the worst. So you're going to have to go through a bunch of dope dealers. Mm -hmm. yeah. so you got to go through them. <laughs> you got to go through them. Well, you know. But so this is going to happen on Sunday, August 28th? Yes. We have a show coming up. We got, I think, eight acts. We had one drop out because they had a tour going on, but... Um, I think it's eight now, eight or nine. Okay, beautiful. And what time is that going to happen? Uh, it starts at five. We're trying to actually open the doors at five thirty-ish. Um, but then we're going to have like a little meet and greet. Like everybody's going to hang out for a while. The show actually starts at like six fifteen, six thirty, and then it'll run until probably like ten thirty. 
Very okay. cool. And is this the first time you, you're getting to, I mean, this sounds like a plan that's been in the works for a while. Is this the first time you're doing it? Or is this a... This is actually the sorry. second one. We did one nice. last month and it was like our kickoff one and we got, I don't know, like a good amount of people there, a little amount, but this one we're promoting like in conjunction with uh, Music City and like we've got more people on board with like the whole promotion side. So it should bring in a lot more. Yeah. Back in the days, I call the punk rock days. Uh, many of the, the like London Studios, well, the, the one there on Bush Street, it might be the same place. Does that go back to, uh, does the Music City go back for quite some time? I'm not sure. I think they do, but I'm not sure. Okay, because there was yeah. a place that didn't like we'd have regular shows. And these would be rehearsal places, and they could be freewheeling. You didn't have to worry about having to follow the bar or anything. There were freewheelings in those days. It was a good old punk rock family, and we'd get together at places like that. Yeah, if I remember correctly, um, I'd heard about mus the the rehearsal sp uh, space like a couple of years ago, but they weren't on Bush at the time. So no, I think they're they kind of recently moved over there. But no. there's a couple of different spots in the Tenderloin. There's, I I heard of a radio station in the Tenderloin as well as a couple Secret of Studios. Yeah, yeah, Secret Studios, and there's a another recording spot down there um, that I see. On so give us the date again. Huh? Give us the date again. Uh, it's August 28th, so next Sunday. Next, next Sunday. Sunday. It's a free show. Um, cool. All, all, an entire different range of genres, including my, uh, you know, me, Tip Vicious. I'm going to be there uh, rhyming words over beats. Um, one of the coolest things I liked about, uh, about this idea for the show is, well, one, I wanted to introduce you guys because, I mean, what he's doing is what we're doing, but he's doing it without a radio, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's just bringing different people together and different ideas to make something, um, as Dave says, doing more together than we could ever do on our own. Absolutely. And one way, when I, I was thinking about that is, you know, um, you know, with the, all these different acts who maybe you could talk about next, um, you know, they're welcome to come down here anytime and be on this show on the common thread collective and you know put out whatever you know we can act as a kind of a hub of uh putting out information and music and and whatever kind of artists want to share and and thus kind of supporting what you're doing because it's pretty awesome you're putting together a free all-ages show with um you know that that people can check out it's very cool yeah we for sure want to bring like uh the musicians through here like for the next show because we're doing it on a monthly basis so like next month we want to bring in for like maybe one or two shows like have half the bill and then half the bill on the next show and That'd just kind of like showcase the stuff beforehand yeah yeah so we were fortunate enough to meet it and meet him when he's like just unveiling this idea so you know it's, it's just like us you know we are always building always building yeah. each month it'll be bigger and bigger putting it into action but I want to say in this moment, hey, welcome. Break it down. Welcome. <laughs> now, there's a, uh, now you said 28th, is that right? Yes, yeah, 28th. Okay, so between, between now and the 28th, we have uh, our next show is on the 26th, which is just two days before the 28th. Yeah, course. that'd be perfect. We could try and get like some of the acts in here. Yeah, before. bring them on. Tell them that you'll be heard around the planet on the Internet. And that you, uh, thank God as you are here, because you can describe this, you can see this is a cool spot. Oh yeah, it's a wonderful place. I like this area. Yeah. And so, so who's going to be part of the show? I know Tyler's going to be performing. Some of his kind of. Yeah. <laughs> we got uh, Corey Stoops who plays under Brother Black Sheep, uh, the insubordinate. Oh, Austin on. Found. Austin Found. That guy was awesome. Marcellus awesome. Love, 
Ali Ali J. Yeah, there is. Oh, Chris Manfield. Chris Manfield. Um, for now, it's like mostly. I think one of those. One is definitely a band. Another might be a band. Um, but the rest are all solo acts. Well, it's time. Later. It's kind of a vacuum going on in a way. There's a lot of uh, highly intelligent, very talented people. But in terms of building a movement, it's time for that to happen. I agree. For people to cast that wide net, find that common thread. Now look at me, you can see that I go back, I go way back. When I started, we were called beatniks. You hear about us? Yeah. Okay. Right about so I'm one third beatnik. <laughs> but, but Who? It's, it's the 50s. It's, it's, it might be your granddad's generation, but all I know. It's the 50s, beatniks. We opened the door to the hippies. Beatniks were in North Beach, up and down Grant Avenue, Sea Lights Bookstore, the place. I could take you on a tour, it's a long time ago, 1957. And then we're in, uh, up there on Haight-Ashbury, Haight Street, on that street that's uh, love, uh, uh, some called Love and some called Hate Street. And that's where I turned 30 at the end of that summer. They call it the Summer of Love. Have you heard of it? It was 1961? Yes, and I actually stayed in the hostel when I first moved to the city and named Summer of Love. It's 1967. Summer of Love, what a great name. That probably they could charge an extra $10 a night for so to be in the Summer of Love. But in fact, next year, is the 50th anniversary summer of love so since then we were freaks we call ourselves that you don't hear about because i was self-named and then punk rock emerged at the end of the 70s i was involved in all of it now you're sitting here so i'm looking at your generation and see what emerges now i see you brought a guitar along i did which i hope you can come go out there and play can you do that absolutely can you give us uh, three songs? Yeah. How's that? Sounds well, good. Well, why don't we do that? Let's do it. That's happening. You're on. Right and then Richard will come in. Uh, it's standing. So, Kevin, and then, uh, by all means, welcome, brother. Oh, thank you. Welcome. Yeah. And we'll see what we can awesome. do. Awesome. We're make, making the connections. Making and the so, connections. while uh, Kyle gets set up, here we are talking about Love Street. on Love Street Lingers long on Love Street She has a house and garden I would like to see what happens She has robes and she has monkeys Lazy diamonds
There's the store where the creatures meet. I wonder what they do in there. Summer, Sunday, and a year. I guess I like it fine so far. talking about love street of course the doors how can we forget um so right on you're listening to the common thread collective here on mutinyradio.fm here in the mission district of san francisco um global val we we're just talking with uh tyler tip vicious and his friend kyle who's setting up this um this cool new monthly uh at the music city rehearsal studios it's at 1353 bush street and the next one's coming up on sunday the 28th starting around 5 15 p.m and go until 10 it's an all ages free show um with about eight different acts and some multimedia cool stuff going on and we've got uh kyle up there at the mic who's going to play us a few songs uh yeah i think you're there you go did it this time friend you strike down like a bowling pin if i can't blame the ball it's gotta be me and i can't think about that now i've gotta go pee see how i'm swimming in the bowl Basking in a basin tinge, some yellow toxic gold. But I filled it on my own. Try to point the finger elsewhere, always find it staring right back at my bones. I really did it this time, friend. Not quite sure when this all ends, but I know it will, don't even got it end. Now there's blood in the carpet, all these flies in the sheet. 
Always someone in the driveway out there blaring their horn Saying pike you thinks it's high time to leave Saying pike you thinks it's high time to leave And find a new home Somewhere simple and sweet Buy a bargain value bottle of some ultra power bleach Put a mite down, scrub myself clean Put a mite down Finally scrub myself clean Nice Oh, okay, yeah. I feel like I'm getting used to the whole thing Yeah, give us a couple more songs And actually tell us how um, can people find your music other than here right now Yes, on uh, I've got some stuff up on SoundCloud, and it's just Kyle Parrott's Left Foot on there. Um, Instagram, I post like really regularly stuff. It's Left Foot Music. Uh, the Facebook's kind of like patchy. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. But the YouTube page has got a lot, and it's Kyle Parrott's Left Foot again. Everything's under that, so just like, it's on all those websites. Right on. <laughs> all right, this one is old. shoes on your feet all the warm words start fountaining in your direction you start to admire all of the flowers you claim go unpicked still i fear i'll arrive to a bouquet in the kitchen someday You orbit with these softly swaying with words You will claim don't mean what they mean But I advise I am not quite a bad Though I'd often prefer to just eat bugs and sleep all day And in the mornings I'd fly to a softer place with much softer light And I hope you believe me when I finish this song that it all ends Lacerations I remain till I swim in my blood, but it's coagulated nicely now. I am sorry how it spilled all at once. I would offer a towel when you must accept to move on. Long saints giving up a night. I am aware that I represent bad times. I wear them like flags as you've stolen all my t shirts. At least 
Yes, they've got a good home now At least they've got a good home now At least someone will wash them And someone will dry them And someone will wear them to bed One more? Yeah, that'd be great. This one, I'm recording, or I just finished recording like a EP thing. It's like four songs, but I'm releasing it on the 28th show also. But this is one of the ones off of there. Intuition well and watch it bloom It's all in your mind Beneath the placebo moon Keep falling backwards down a cliff littered with ragged roots You gotta grab on So which will you choose? And if that one's too weak, will you settle for anything to ground you? Save you from the sinking stone. You live inside, you live inside, inside. Got nowhere else to go. So I wish I would fall off the face. And finally relinquish my place. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. To the walls until you've worn some grooves When you're giving your all Tie up your shoes and move To a place where the walls are wrong To a place smelling sweetly of home Candles don't burn quite so long Decides to die It all amounts to simple time So let it go Just let it go Sweet. Awesome
That sounded really good. I like this place a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Well, welcome, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back here again and it, hang, hang, hang out. It's interesting. We have the three said that uh, three song, uh, uh, the, the three song repertoire. Mm-hmm. That they keep getting better. Once you get used to getting used to doing it, first you figure it out what it's like. You're a little uncomfortable. By the time that so you got the three song, we had melody, we had sweetness, we had specialness. Is that right? Yeah, I thought they were all good, but I, I agree though in terms of just performing. You know, I think uh, I remember when I start first started reading my poetry I every time I was asked to read it I would get really kind of like my heart would kind of race a little bit and breathe, <laughs> breathing, breathing that right yeah and just because I didn't really know what I was doing I'm like what am I what am I saying you know um but uh like you say Dave practice may not make perfect but it sure makes better it just, as well. it it just might, might make better, better. <laughs> but those are all good Kyle so that uh, again if you're listening um you find more of Kyle's music at Kyle Parrott's left foot left foot music left very foot cool music. and looking for it that'll be that sounds like a really cool um monthly show that you guys are putting together at the music city rehearsal studios so if you're listening go on out and check it out sunday the 28th uh, in the evening time and it's free and if you're 18 and you can't go anywhere else you can go there you all go ages there, all ages i like all that all encompassing like letting you know bringing people in because it is hard to be a kid in the city like i grew up here and you know you're you just like you have kind of limited options you know so you want to go do cool things and um you know it's nice that that folks like kyle and tyler and all their friends are putting this kind of thing together and everybody every any every movement starts and encompasses with the youth and uh, so to, uh, with the youth and the places needed if a human manifesto can come out of it, if a movement can come out of it, if you guys can listen to one another and see what you have in common uh, politically, culturally, personally, and socially, and put it out there, I'm all, all in favor. And all in favor of uh, next, uh, on the 26th, which is next Friday. Boy, this month went by, it's going by fast. On the 26th, bring, bring some of these folks. Uh, Kyle, it'll be a good, to have, good place to have like a rehearsal. It'll be a place to uh, spread your music around the planet. It'll be a place to let the folks know where they can see more, not only hear more, but see more. So all of that's connected. So Kyle, do you hear me? Yes, he's, he's Kyle, occupied. Do you hear me? <laughs> Say yo, and, and, and Tyler, do you hear me? So come on through on Friday, next Friday, this time, and we'll present it and see how we. And of course, we've said it several times. I'm sure we already like we do. Honestly, it's a, another case of doing more together than any of us can do on our own. Yeah, so and it, if you have any particularly amazing uh, musical acts that you'd like to bring in on Friday, September 2nd to play here for my birthday party. B-Day party. That'd be pretty cool, too. <laughs> I wish. I heard that, I heard she's been ba- ba- being back. Uh, we'll be back. I'm talking about her sister, uh, Winsong. Oh, good. I hope she's... I will, yeah, I've been missing her. And the tri- Trio oh, Cambio. Big, uh, we're talking about Trio Cambio. They're amazing. Let's try to get Trio Cambio down for your B-Day. That'd be beautiful. What could be better? But those three beautiful, intelligent, radical, right on with the women. But Trio Cambio. Word. A Winsong. Word is right. You see, you say word? Mm-hmm. I'll say word. Let's everybody say word. 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 So it says, happy birthday, sister. Coming up, coming up. Oh, you're coming I'm, just, up. I'm just building it up, you know. It's going to be when? 
Friday, September 2nd. So, so next Friday, but the Friday after. So okay. two weeks from today. Okay, let's see. Do you hear that? Uh, two weeks, two you weeks hear from that? Two Tyler. weeks from today. You're that sister from Roman Book Arrest, Romania. <laughs> Come on we down. We'll have a party. Romanian. Look how beautiful 3 to 6 is. p.m. Are you going to drag him back to Bucharest or are you going to stay? <laughs> I love it when Dave interviews people from the booth who are out there and... and <laughs> they shake their head. And they're just out there. They can give us yes and no answers. Okay. Yo, Sign language. Well, a lot of these are what you call rhetorical questions. What is a rhetorical <laughs> question? Obviously, it's a question that doesn't require an answer. Am I it's, right? It's true. That's true. Or there is no Bucharest answer. Whether he goes to Bucharest or she stays in San Francisco... Or they go their separate ways is uh, is uh, something which doesn't have to. Or wind up in Florida. <laughs> Richard Sandrell is with us in the studio. <laughs> well, hi dear. That's the other. That's the other disembodied voice you hear in your in your wherever you are. And you have our support. You can uh, join the ranks of the undocumented. <laughs> uh, the undocumented. Right here, you got our support. You have our love, and by all by all means, Richard. Look at this, yes. look at this too. Yes. Oh my goodness. I wish I didn't. Well, you, you had one. Um, well, I, I was just talking to Dave earlier off the air. I, I uh, finally tried something different uh, over at Sacred Grounds. Uh, David Erdwick uh, plays sax. Ooh. And so I finally had him back me up. And it was like, uh, it was like love at first sight. Uh, I, we just, it just clicked. Uh, you know, I knew when to leave the space. He knew when to leave the space. I knew when we could do it together. It just sort of happened and melded like, you know, like it was always supposed to be. Oh, I love that. And, uh, you know, I've been reading. I did do, what was that uh, a venue down here in Valencia? Viracocha. Uh, yeah, I went there three times, and I did do it with a conga player. I like that, too. Uh, was that but, for the uh, word party? Yeah. They moved somewhere else, haven't they? They're they're look they're locating a new space as we speak. So wow, we'll really let needed. you know. Well, anyway, uh, David David can't always show up because he lives in Berkeley and he he's still working. Um, but yeah. I'd like to get him down here. Oh, that'd be so beautiful. Love uh, a saxophone. But I mean, uh, it, it, to me, it just made my poetry or my my words so much better. And uh, I mean, I just was so thankful he did it. You know. He, he just added a whole whole new dimension. Anyway, enough of that. Um, well, to be continued with that. Yes. Well, I mean, not enough know. of that to be continued. Yeah, with to that. be continued. And, uh, but now on to something else. Yes, that's, that's that. that. Well, we'll go there. Thank you, Dave. Got to got to watch out the language. You know, this is about language. It is. It is a word choice. Okay. Well, uh, it's a word party. This, as you know, sometimes I uh, I mine some stuff. Uh, this is called "It Was a Time." It was a time before a time that should never have been, but was and is. A time when a young child coming back from South Florida in the late 50s, where his father's old boss names Fritz, uh, named Fritz retires. Fritz is a rotund man of German descent who smokes big, thick guitars, always smelling, them, where, uh, smelling of them and wears big watches and jewelry. Looked like a stereotyped mob boss. Father tells son to stay in the car. As soon as they go inside, a young black child uh, comes around about 10 or 11, uh, rides his bike on his bicycle. They introduce each other and begin to do what kids do, play. Young child is happy. He has found a new friend. 
As time goes on, suddenly Fritz and his father comes to the house. Young child turns back to his newfound friend, but he is gone, never to be seen. Racism kills and harms both ways, scars seen and unseen. It was a time before a time that should never have been, but was and is. It is a time that moves in and out of time. A sacred hoop is in need of mending by those who have ripped at it. Reach out, reach out, maybe just together we can begin to repair it. repairing that's the that's the mending of the common thread right that's the well yes i would yes it is therapeutic <laughs> that's like what i call like the a common manifesto thread. too yes. about the we going from the i to the we do you have something else richard you well i have plenty um, <laughs> stop me when you need give, give us a couple more your okay choice. yeah um, what do i need I'm not well sure. <clears throat> your choice what I need. hey we'll make a choice uh, I'll do another serious one and maybe do one with a little humor. It is early evening and the, and the next war of the continuing war is about to begin. Vets from previous wars meet. What will they do when this new war begins? It is early evening and the next war is the, uh, the continuing war begins. Television sound is off. Pictures of Baghdad are on the screen. Protesters are marching down 24th Street chanting. Everyone knows George II's war is about to be orchestrated for the public viewing. It is early evening, and the next war begins, the war. The television suddenly becomes alive, bombs bursting through buildings, people, filled with destruction, but for those who play video games, who knows what they think, as well as the tech heads who help bring and design smart bombs. It is early evening and the war continues with bombs bursting in air, ground. The voices on 24th Street erupt and the veterans know what is, about, is, what is to be falling humanity. The Usan Empire is in the final days, in the, in, excuse me, the Usan Empire is in the following days with millions marching across the empire, told everyone that they can take the protest. But in short, go fuck yourselves because George II told us so. Shut up and go shopping. And we did. Well, that's, uh, While, one more line. More. While the night of the new war, the veterans, the veterans wept. Wow. And the weapons met and George was George Bush. Is that right? Yes, George II. And, and so that's some time that was back then, but now it's happening again. I mean, we're all touched by that picture of that five-year-old dazed youth oh, in Aleppo. Yes, man. And yeah. Aleppo has become the spot where the wars are going on. Russians, the Syrian government... Americans bomb and bomb and bomb in one another spot. Uh, these uh, these uh, these uh, bomb, uh, these bombs are in a can, where they fell a big can of barrel bombs. They're called coming down, and apparently the house where this young uh, young fellow, this young boy, five years old, was sound asleep and was rudely waking up. As soon as they got him out, he's sitting there in, the, in an ambulance. The house collapses, and they're collapsing all over. Hey, folks, we better get aware. And we better get aware and be aware and carry and have and carry it on. So many fronts, one struggle, many fronts. Give us one more, Richard. Well, I'm going to end this with uh, my one of my favorite musicians, Miles Davis. Miles. 
It's called Miles Says. Don't call it jazz, Miles says. But they kept calling it jazz. As the album cover read, new directions in music. Didn't that give them a hint? In Rolling Stone, Miles says that he could put the best rock and roll band together ever. Most didn't notice when he did it. He roiled, roiled, boiled, swirling, luring, exploring, practicing, then letting go. In what people heard as chaos were great ballads and cries of blues, all that came from the down-to-the-earth music. Only that clarion call from the trumpet soared above as rhythms below supported, percolated, scratched, tickled. With the influence of Sly Stone, Jimi Hendrix, and his own musical background mixed in, and gave us music never heard before. And as Miles says, You don't like it, don't listen. People many, but many did, and there's a new generation listening, discovering. Miles' album called On the Corner invites Meet Us on the Corner. On the corner, and here we be, oddly, on the corner of 21st and Florida. Is that right, people? Wow. <laughs> on the corner, and we're signaling the birth of a new generation. Generation. A new generation. It's started that the seeds are being planted, and they're beginning to grow. And here we be, as you see, and I representing the very old generation, helping to open the doors. I hope to make this happen for myself, to Richard, and to you guys. Hey. Hey, hey, brother. Hey, Tyler. So good to have you here. And I see you have a new friend. And you guys seem to, seem to be very close. You can introduce if you'd like, or man, I'd like you to. Uh, and you can certainly show her what you can do. Do, what, uh, do whatever you want to do. But this be free space here. Where are we here? Here on the corner. Oh. Hell yeah. They, hell of an introduction there. Yeah, this is Diana. You can say hi. Hi, I'm Diana. <laughs> <laughs> and as as uh, Dave said, she's my friend. She's my girlfriend. So she's she's just coming by and seeing what uh, we do here today. Mm, I was like curious. I want to see more about your. He told me that he's doing here an internship, and I just was curious to come in. Yeah. Yeah, he's and he's doing it. <laughs> this is a collective. A collective. Do you have collectives in Bucharest? People getting together to do some. Or is that too? Is that difficult? We uh, we have of, we have to. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. You're, but this kind of different. Yeah. Why? Why are you like, living in a different country? They went through a lot of hell, I, a lot of stuff. When I think of what happened in Romania, down through the Mayan history and before, I just want to hold my head. But I'm glad to see people like you emerging. <laughs> Actually, I was really impressed that you know so many things about Romania. Oh, that was just the beginning. <laughs> I yes. I follow Ceausescu. Uh, how do you say Ceausescu? Ceausescu is his yeah, name. He was the last dictator. Of, uh, mm-hmm. And there was a coup. And the, the, what I remember, uh, watching TV and watching his camera go up as his helicopter went yeah. up. Yeah. He yeah, thought he was out on. of there. Like and, Nixon. And then the helicopter <laughs> turned around and <laughs> came back. Right back. <laughs> I learned about this, but I wasn't born. I was no, born you were. Like, this is yeah. a long time before yeah. you were born. <laughs> and then the helicopter came back, and he kept saying, then we saw him. And he's speaking to the guy who looked like the guy, the chief of the coup, of the revolution. He thought it was mm-hmm. a revolution. He said, he said a pooch. Is what his last words, and it was like his last words. And then they, they then I'm looking at him. He and his wife are both sitting there. His yeah. wife was a very powerful figure. Yeah. Back then, who was in charge, both of them. But suddenly they lost, and they didn't really. It was like a bit like Trump, 
in a way. Trump thought he had the whole, he thought he had the world back with the country behind him, but in fact, they were shouting, hey, fuck you, Curtis. And he couldn't even listen. And then they just took him out and shot him, and I saw all, yeah. that, all that was on TV. Mm -hmm. It was on TV. Oh, my goodness. What a way to begin a country. Lovely. And then they had the, uh, then there was this battles were going on, apparently between the secret police, who were very powerful under Chanesco, the secret police, and some of the regular people, it seemed. And they went on shooting at each other across the, the Bucharest for hours, for days, they were shooting at each other. Oh my God, you know so many things. Well, I've been around, <laughs> I keep my eyes open and my ear to the ground. Yeah, You'd be very surprised. And then I see you, I, I had no idea I'd be meeting a, a, a inhabitant, a person who grew up in Romania, came from a small town, a village in mm -hmm. fact, right? Uh, I was born like in a really small city, but I moved in Bucharest because of school. I'm a student, and now I'm I'm well, staying I can there. I you're a special student, but now you're here for the <laughs> summer learning yeah. English in, yeah. <coughs> and American life. Uh, I like it. I really like to be here. Well, I'm glad you, how, how, more, how much longer are you going to be here? Uh, until October, like I'm not I'm not really sure or in the beginning of the October, end of the October. Okay, I'm gonna well, see. keep coming back here. <laughs> you got a good a good friend here. Uh, you, for it, sure. It, it, uh, this guy can show you the real San Francisco. He already did, apparently. And, well, <laughs> and I want you to know that keep going around. So you're you're always welcome here. Thank you so, so much. Bring her back, will you? And if you have some uh, some Romanian poetry or something you'd like to read, you could read it both in Romanian and in English. Oh, that would be nice. a good thing to do. Nice. Yeah, do it next I, week. I'm going to think about this. Yeah, yeah. Next month, you're going to pick some, some revolutionary Romanian mm -hmm. poet. There's a guy on NPR. Who is he? He's a Romanian guy. He's on NPR. He writes a lot about Romania and he, about growing up in a small town. He's a fish, I think. Fish. I'll remember by next okay. week. He's a really good writer. I enjoy his writing, no end. He's we have funny. many good writers. But this is the guy who lives here. Oh, lives He's here. But he got out of Romania mm -hmm. and so. So we got a radio, but enough said for now. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome. See? Mm -hmm. okay. And so I want Tyler, show her, show us, show the world what you do. Yeah. Because you're on now, brother. It's that time again. <laughs> time <laughs> Get again. the ox. Oh, yeah. Thank you. There you go. Oh, so oh, yeah. plug that okay. in. So without See, further ado. Mechanically, we got it going on. You can, your generation can, can do some things that my generation could do. Generation. Not even imagine be able to do. And we didn't do it, we couldn't even imagine doing it. Maybe it's science fiction. Yeah, Buck Rogers. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of it, a lot of it was foretold. So, uh, yeah, foretold. How would you relate to it? Okay, you ready, brother? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey I, I am, I am to Vicious, and I'm going to do two two songs is that okay they're kind of short okay. i think i think i did both of them here That's already okay. but really, I, I haven't actually performed in like two weeks because i didn't have access to my music and stuff it was all on my gmail account man i hate being plugged into the system because if you unplug yourself it's hard to get back in there but i'm back and so welcome back <laughs> thank you thank you it's good to be back uh, okay i'm gonna go Yeah. Why am I such a sucker for those lustful lies? Despite the fact I've had them like a thousand times, and forget the fact she gave me like a thousand lies. Blame them. 
astronomical ties cause support Cause my shit's fucked up So I'm grabbing on the booty Such a lovable slut Looking so to the shows, yo Cause I'm hoping that one night I'll be approached by the girl I'm supposed to know, oh But she'll probably have to go home And we'll probably have some dead phones Catch your next lifetime But I'm dead wrong Now is this a love or a lust song? Oh, is this a love or a lust song? Is this one a love or a lust song? Go and get your love and your lust on. Then find that one that you'd love to call home. Super short, super short. <laughs> uh, that was that was that was just one. But that one has like so much more meaning now. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, more context. It, it, Kind than of. it had before <laughs> for me anyway i'm just saying just noticing things that's just noticing things. that's good things evolve right hey before you do it i just got a sudden message of an event coming right up on saturday i want to read because i think it fits get by the mic dave because i think it fits saturday august 2nd august 20th on the second anniversary of the Ferguson Rebellion, Reels of Justice Film Festival, 1187 Franklin Street, San Francisco. That's the Unitarians who opened the doors and are welcome us to be there. So that sounds like something that's, that, that's on the 20th. So that's something we'll talk about, uh, so that, that we'll talk about uh, next week probably. But, uh, but, uh, but that was our, uh, our non-commercial break. Take it away, brother. <laughs> Love or lust. Okay. Um, could you turn my head, the sound up in here, all the way up, a little bit more, maybe? But can you turn up, maybe you can turn up on there, you can, on like, here? just to hear what, hear better? Mm-hmm. Try turning up the knob on the other side. Um, I'll just talk until you hear, like, it's coming, I'm not sure which one you're plugged into. I'm not sure which one you're plugged into. Just try turning them all up a, a little bit at a time, and I'll keep talking until you hear that you're hearing what more. You hear it more? Okay, good. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I tell her, I tell her, Buna de Minata. Got she hates it when I'm higher than a roster. Cherry pick me out the fleet of these niggas tryna beat that man that she's taking to La Casa. Grab your coat, baby girl, because this life is cold. Only known you for some months, but we still growing old. Yeah, and I feel it in my soul. Look, my lady and her rock and her heart hit the flow. So, they oop as she, so make sure, so make sure. So make sure, yeah. They oop that shit. So make sure. 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 Wow. All right. I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> yeah. 
Rushing up on your language and you're struggling with mine When I look you in the eyes, girl, I shed a couple tears because you're so damn fine So damn mine, it hurts so damn bad that we are running out of time But in our mind, know the summer never ends I'm not sure about the future, so I guess it all depends Are we living for the moment? Are we in it for the long haul? If you're coming to your senses, fuck a girl, all fall Cause I don't know about you, but take ooh, bad sheet Some is short, some is short, some is short Take ooh, bad sheet, some is short some is short, some is short, some is short, I love you and good night. Okay, now I'm done. How did you guys meet, by the way? How did you find one another? Uh, by chance. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she was our, oh, that's me, my bad. Uh, she was, you know, she's inside of a school program. And before she even got to Romania, she or excuse me, got here from Romania, she already had a job where I was working, but not exactly. She works in the park, and I work by the wharf. So, okay. Kind of. mm-hmm. Well, shoot. Well, is that, uh, everything happens. In a, simply, I got. I'm gonna be in a room with a roommate. It's been a oh, while since okay. I've been in a room. Let me sit down. Let me uh, get out of your way. Okay, you stay here. You stay here. Stay oh. here. I, I, it's been a while since I've been in a room. <laughs> Do you know Jalun Rumi? No. He was a Sufi. He wrote in Farsi. That's Persia. That's uh, now uh, part of it is Iran, Iran, just across that Mediterranean from where you are. I'm looking at it in my mind's eye. And he's a Sufi. In other words, he's the peace and love part of Islam. He's a Muslim, but, he, but what he says is open to many people. Well, you judge for yourself. Well, this is kind of about your travels, too, and gambling. To a frog that's never left his pond, your your pond was uh, Romanian Bucharest, the ocean seems like a gamble. Look look what she's giving up. Security, mastery of your world, recognition. The ocean frog just shakes his head. I really can't explain what it's like where I live, but someday I'll take you there. And here's the poem. If you want what visible reality can can give, you're an employee. If you want the unseen world, you're not living your truth. Both wishes are foolish, but you'll be forgiven for forgetting that you really want, what you really want is love's confusing joy. Gamble everything for love, if you're a true human being. If not, leave this gathering. Half-heartedness doesn't reach into majesty. You set out to find God, but then you keep. You set out to find God, but then you keep stopping for long periods at mean-spirited roadhouses. In a boat, down a fast-running creek. It feels like the trees on the bank are rushing by. What seems to be changing around us is rather the speed of our craft leaving uh, this world. That's life itself. And here we are. So think about the speed of your capital. You're here now. Love and love, love or lust, love and lust. Here we be, feeling free. So I want to say everybody welcome. I think our brother, 
Flower? The Blood Flower is going to get up that, pick up that guitar, and get out there and take it out. Where where, where this is a, this is a small party. Sometimes it's a large party. Sometimes it's a small party. I'll play a little music while we grab Blood Flower for sure. And uh, yeah, the Common Thread Collective is what you're listening to here in San Francisco, and we're all about the love. my hands ignite sometimes my hands ignite sometimes my hands ignite so I write surges of vibrating pulses come bolting out of my palms must release what's being held for consideration of overload or combustion.
Hey, Rob Jackson, are you there? Yeah, hey, what's up? How you doing, Diamond Dave? Well, at the moment, we're, you're up the show. We've just had another amazing show. Hey, Rob Jackson, you got an event coming up, is that right? Yeah, I've got three, actually, but uh, October 8th was the flyer I sent you. That one is going to be my CD release party for Last of Analog. And uh, Kyle Glenn is going to perform. Woodhinge is going to perform. Lucky Dog is going to be there. And we've got uh, just a ton of visual artists. I, I don't know if you want me to list them off, but I've got a lot of visual artists. Oh, you don't need companies. to do that. Tell, but what you need to do is to tell us where it's going to be. There you go. Uh, Music City Studios, which is 1353 Bush Street in San Francisco. And Music and City, well, oddly enough, there's just this brother here. We've just hooked up with him. He's doing something once a month at Music City. Excellent. And, yeah, uh, that place is great. It's, it's run by good people, owned by great people. Uh, everybody's very friendly there. I love it. It seems like a natural connection, eh, Val? No, yeah, we, we've never talked about it before today, and now we've got two uh, people coming in telling us about Music City Studios. That's really cool. So that's going to be yeah. October 8th. Uh, what day yeah. of the week is that, and what time that's does it start? Saturday. Yeah, Saturday night, and it's all ages. I know the space is actually expanding their, their stage. Um, right now, it's like their largest studio for practice rehearsal kind of space. But they do actually have a stage in there, and it's, it's pretty adequate for, for what we're doing. But the larger space, I, I'm told, should be available in about 12 months, which will be able to host larger bands. So I'm pretty excited about that. Well, his brother, what's his name again? The brother who was here? Oh, uh, Kyle. Kyle. Kyle from Eugene. He started to do a monthly yeah. event. Kyle Parrott's Left Foot. They're going to have an event at the Music City Studios on the 28th. Um, uh -huh. This, this month is a Sunday. And the 28th, there's um, going to be acoustic guitar players. Yeah, and lots poets, of different people in multimedia stuff. Multimedia, all ages, of course. But uh, you said it's a, it's a CD release party. What's the name of your band or the name of the CD? And the project's called Last of Analog, and it features a number of different players from different bands uh, from all over the world, actually. So I'm very fortunate to just know a lot of people in the music business. And. Uh, They've helped me complete my vision, which started out when I was about 14. <laughs> but I hid, I hid from the stage. I really didn't want to get up on the stage, so I, I basically put on everyone else and, and did shows, live shows for about 15 years, featuring mostly local bands here in the SF area. Um, and then sometimes I'd get a touring act or an actual headliner, which would would be awesome sometimes. But uh, yeah, this is this is my work. Um, it's some of it's studio produced and polished and ready for radio but a lot of it's still you know me in my my room <laughs> making music and and putting together what i call roughs but i'm pretty excited about them so i'm, I'm gonna put it out well so hey uh it's a saturday you say and if, yep. and of course uh, today is a friday and we'll be here each and every friday probably mm -hmm. and so can you come down and bring a, 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 a copy of your cd and any, any of the live talent you'd like to bring along and we'll I feature would love to. well let's do that it's a date yeah it's yeah, a date i'll I'll, uh, I'll confirm with you that maybe next friday i could come i've got a couple of more announcements do you have enough time for me to make them or well, yeah, we'll keep we them quick i think we're running out are we yeah, we've got a yeah, a couple quick announcements would be great, and then uh, if you want September, September 24th at Lounge 3411, um, it looks like Truth Without Fear might headline that show, and Jaina Blackwell may headline that show as well. Um, and we have some visual artists coming, 
That's in Oakland. And then Oakland in uh, October 7th at level 13. That's a 5,000 square foot. It's a huge place. We're building something called ArtCon, and we're having uh, multiple artists. Artists can approach me to apply for that. That's bands at rock at gmail.com, B-A-N-D-S-T-H-A-T-R-O-C-K, bands that rock at gmail.com to, to get involved in future showcases. Ripstar.cfsites.org is my website. I do art education and entertainment. I reached about a million people with things to people like Diamond Dave and other hosts of shows. Um, I've got a book coming out called Black Cloud, um, and uh, that's that's the aftermath of human intelligence, security, peace-related uh, psychoanalysis, uh, social commentary, really intense stuff. I've uh, gotten myself in quite a bit of trouble uh, writing it, um, but it's it's going to be important. So thank you very much for having me on your show, hey, and I look forward to being there. So are you coming by next Friday? Next Friday, I'll be in your studio, and if anybody wants to come and drill me on questions, I'm, I'm really good if I'm asked uh, direct questions. Well, you're going, to be right. si- you're going to be sitting with Val, and you're going to be sitting with me, and we're going to see how we can get on the same page. It sounds to me that, uh, it's a, that you're on a road that I've been on for quite some time. Does that seem right to you? Yeah, I think around uh, 18, I realized I wanted to make a contribution to humanity because I wasn't satisfied. I thought, you know, we could do a lot better with peace and, and lower the violence. Uh, and so I've been on that path for since that time and learned quite a bit. Um, and I'd love to share what, what I can. So well, thank you, guys. Well, fuck yeah, we got to. Thank you, too. I'll see right you next on. week. Yeah, we'll be in touch. And yeah. I'm glad okay, to hear cool. about all these cool projects. So um, thanks. Yeah, so Rob Jackson's having the, that big CD release party on October 8th. And I'll and um, I'll put a lot of this information up on our Facebook page, um, common, the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio. Um, and uh, the podcast from this show and all of our shows go up right after the, right after the 6 o'clock hour on mutinyradio.fm. So spreading the word and the music and spreading. Spreading the word, the music, and finding our common paths—it's amazing. That's right. And uh, it, speaking of music, we got Bloodflower out there at the piano, so he's going to take us out. Go for it, Bloodflower.
Bloodflower, so multi-talented. Thank you for being here weekly, uh, being such a cool musician. Thank you for the art that you've uh, given us, given me. Um, and thanks for playing along uh, to poetry t also. Um, and I look forward, you're going to be part of our open mic here tomorrow at Mutiny Radio uh, from 6 till quarter to 8, so so about an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, we have a few people who are already signed up and, and ready to go. Um, but please do come on through anytime tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Mutiny Radio is going to have its doors open. Um, very cool stuff going on. There's going to be a clothing swap. What time is the clothing swap? 10 to 2. 10 to 2. So come on through. Um, and that means like free new clothes which is really awesome. Um, and uh, there's going to be all sorts of cool shows. I, I announced them all at the beginning of the show. Check out mutinyradio.fm. But please do come on down to our open mic from 6 to 8 p.m. tomorrow. And then, of course, the Comedy Clubhouse is from 8 to 10 p.m. And uh, there's going to be stuff going on here all day, 21st in Florida. And we're just going to be a block away from the Noise Pop block party, which we've been a part of for the past four years. We're on the, the Noise Pop map. Um, thanks to Pam Benjamin and uh, all... We'll just leave you with that. So, um, yeah, to be continued. Thanks for listening to the Common Thread Collective. Always happy to be here on a Friday doing what we do, spreading the love around the planet uh, through this multimedia we call Internet Radio. Um, I'm Global Val. And uh, one quick announcement before I go off and get off the air because I had trouble parking today, so I missed my uh, my window for Women's Magazine. Um, I wanted to make a quick announcement about an event that's coming up next Saturday, August 27th. It is the uh, Women's Equality Day being hosted by the Women's Interna Intercultural Network. Pardon me. Um, so if you go to winaction.org, you can get more information and get tickets, basically celebrating and, and looking at the platform for CEDAW, Cities for CEDAW. CEDAW is C-E-D-A-W, the Convention on the Elimination of Discrimination Against Women. It was a UN treaty that was signed in 1969. <clears throat> Most of the countries in the world signed it in 1969, except the United States and a couple other countries in Eastern Europe that are no longer countries uh, that were part of the Soviet bloc and at the time, and um, or were part of the Soviet bloc, and so they didn't sign, and other countries like Somalia and Angola. Um, so we're in great company, the United States, for not signing on to that international treaty to protect uh, women from discrimination. Um, so Cities for CEDAW is a campaign. There's cities across the United States who have... Um, now signed on to it, even though it should be a congressional action. Um, and uh, so the Women's Equality Day, again, Saturday, August 27th, 4 to 7 p.m. Join the conversation. It's going to be at the African American Art and Culture Complex that's at 762 Fulton Street here in San Francisco. There's also going to be an event happening simultaneously in Los Angeles at the LA 84 Foundation at 214 West Adams uh, 1 West Adams Boulevard in Los Angeles. Um, there's going to be speakers and uh, conversation, uh, reception, and some food and things to enjoy as well. So um, come on down and and uh, join the conversation. Learn what uh, people have been doing around the country uh, working towards women's equality and ending discrimination against women in various forms. And um, we can re celebrate the uh, 96th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, which gave women the right to vote. Um, of course, that actually didn't give all women the right to vote uh, at the same time. Uh, it kind of took a while to, to gain speed. So it hasn't even been 100 years, folks. 
folks. Just letting you know. I'm Global Val, and thank you for listening. We love you here at the Common Thread Collective and Mutiny Radio. Thank you for supporting us, and we'll be back next week. Peace.
tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, 
punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. 